This is Crossroads with Clayton King. When you and I think about being joyful, we probably don't equate that word or even the concept of being happy and joyful with being tested, with trials, even with suffering. But what if I told you that in the Bible, the more trials you face, the more joy you'll receive? Well, actually, I'm not the one telling you that. The Bible is telling you that. And that's what we're gonna discover right now, how you can have more joy in your life based on the trials that you face. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope it teaches you something special. The year was 1997. Uh, That's the year that I met my wife. That's also the year that uh, Matt Damon starred in a movie called Good Will Hunting. Come on, somebody, let's hear it for the 90s. This equation was in the movie. So Matt Damon plays a character who worked as, um, basically he, he mopped the floors at MIT, the like smartest school in the world. And there was a professor who wrote up this equation, which apparently is the most difficult math problem in all of history, on a blackboard. And the professor came to school one morning and someone in the middle of the night had worked out the answer to the equation on the blackboard. And it turned out it was Matt Damon, who was a custodian who just had this crazy mind and ability to figure out this equation. Like this makes no sense to me. But for some of you, it does. I wanna show you an equation that honestly comes straight from the Bible, but in a lot of ways, it's even weirder than this. Here's the equation, it's gonna look simple, but it's a lot more complicated. Pure joy equals trials. So today, we're not gonna talk about happiness. We're gonna talk about pure joy. But I wanna show you from the scripture today how this equation actually works. And I'm not gonna explain it. I'm gonna let the man who said these words explain it. His name is James. He was the brother of Jesus. He was the first bishop of the church in Jerusalem after the resurrection. And he wrote the New Testament book of James. And he starts off the book of James as he writes it to the 12 tribes of Israel that have been scattered The reason why they were all scattered is because they were being persecuted by Rome. And so James, the brother of Jesus, is going to be our math teacher today. He is gonna explain to us the weird spiritual calculus of this equation that on the surface doesn't make any sense. How could trials bring us not just joy, but pure joy? Joy. Well, let's read what the scripture says as James begins his letter in James 1, 2 through 4. I'm gonna show you a few words that are important. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, a couple of words we're gonna unpack. First is the word consider. It's an important word because it leads us to this concept of not just joy, but pure joy, a joy that has gone through a process. And when should we consider pure joy in our lives? Whenever we face trials. 
Trials are not easy. Trials by nature are difficult. Trials by nature challenge us. They push us further than we wanna go. Oftentimes, trials are unexpected. We don't get to pick when they come. We only get to pick how we respond to them. So James says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because there's a reason behind it. You know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, the testing of your faith. I want you to know that testing is not fun, but what it does, it produces something that we need. It produces perseverance. That's where the trial and the test take us. It produces this good result, and this is what James says in verse four. Let perseverance finish its work so that, this is important, you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Don't miss these words, mature. That's a good word, that's what we should strive for. Complete, I don't know about you, but I want completion in my life. And I don't know about you, but I don't wanna lack anything. And as a Christian, as a child of my father, as a daughter of your heavenly father, if you are in Christ and Christ is in you, God, your father, does not want you to lack anything. He has made promises to you. He has put his name on those promises. He has given us his word. He wrote a book and delivered it to us, given to us, down through the ages, through the saints, through the apostles, through the prophets, and he has given us promises. I don't wanna lack anything that God has already provided for me. I want it all, not because I'm selfish. I am selfish for God's glory. I am greedy for the world to see God's glory. I am greedy for lost people. I don't want the devil to have their souls. I want God to have their souls. So if we're gonna be greedy, let's be greedy for the glory of God. I, I don't wanna lack anything, but how am I gonna get there? How are we gonna get there to that place of completion? How do we arrive at a place of maturity? How do we get to a place where lack is a thing of the past? How do we get there? We persevere through trials. And the process is difficult, but oh, it, it has a great result. Yeah. It really, really does. And so if you'll give me your ears and give the Holy Spirit your attention, I wanna show you that from this passage of scripture, we can learn a lot from James. James does the math for us. And you know what? Here's the deal. Remember, I used the example, and of course, I played it up a little bit. I didn't like math, but you know what I did like? My math teachers. I had three great math teachers I specifically remember from high school. Miss Bixler, Miss Hughes, and Miss Alfred from Hillcrest High School. I didn't like math, but I loved my teachers, and they taught me something because I trusted them. You may not like the painful trial you're going through, but you can trust the God who's taking you through it. You may not like the trial, you may not enjoy the test, but you can know that your good, good heavenly father is never gonna let anything come to you that has not passed through his hands on the way. It may not be God who created the trial, but it is God who allows us to go through the trial. God is so good, he can take a bad thing that the enemy meant for evil, and when God gets his hands on it, it reduces a good result in your life and in my life. I'm excited about this. I wanna be mature 
sure, I wanna be complete. I don't wanna lack anything, but if I'm gonna get that kind of pure joy, I cannot eject every time it gets hard. I can't quit when I get uncomfortable. I can't bail out when the heat is turned up. I've gotta stay in the process. So I wanna show you a few of these words as I unpack them. The first is the word consider. We think about the word consider as thinking about something. I'm, I'm considering a move to Florida. I'm considering a new job. I'm considering going to USC or Furman or Wofford. I'm considering going to Clemson or Anderson University. I'm considering moving across town. But consider is more than that. It's how you see it and what you call it, whatever it is. Well, whatever it is, that trial, whatever it is, that test, you can see it from a different perspective. You can call it a different thing. That's what the word consider means in verse two. Consider it pure joy. Well, hold on. Um, when I am in a hard situation, when, when my family member's dying of cancer, when I'm looking at a, at a divorce paper that's just been served to me, when I'm looking at our bank account and there is no way in this world we can pay all the bills, I, that's not pure joy. That's pure torture. When I'm looking at the sickness and the doctors can't fix me, when I'm looking at a roof with a hole in it and our insurance won't cover it, when the engine in our car just blew up, my kids are not doing well, they've rebelled, I've got a, a family member on drugs, I'm, I'm not gonna, how can I consider that pure joy? You get to do this, pick the perspective. You get to do this. I get to do this. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna jump off this stage before this sermon is over. This is my, this is my life's message from, from 9, 10, 11 years ago. I've lived this, y'all. I've lived this. I'm telling you, we get to call it what we wanna call it. If you call it a bad thing, it's gonna have a bad result. If you call it a terrible thing, then terrible things are gonna happen. If you call it evil and from the devil, then you're gonna just imagine that Satan's out to get you. But if you call it a blessing, if you call it a process, if you call it a trial that's gonna make you better, if you name it something different, this is a test. And when I pass the test, I will be trusted. If you call it a good thing, good things will come from it. Because we are Christians. Jesus will never let anything happen to us until he has already in his wisdom and sovereignty planned out a good result from a bad thing. So you get to pick the perspective. Your boyfriend just broke up with you. One perspective, oh no, what am I gonna do without him? I was in love with him. He was such a good guy. Now I'm so depressed. Another perspective. Thank you, Jesus, that for some reason, I wasn't ready to be with this boy. Thank you that you protected me from a worse heartbreak. Thank you for, not, for giving me the, the wisdom to know that this is from you. If he's not the one for me, there's another one better for me. Thank you, I'm not ready yet. I'm in the seventh grade. You get to pick the perspective. And as a Christian, can I, can I say this? The perspective has already been picked for you. Jesus is proof. He went through the trial, he passed the test. The worst thing that's ever happened to anybody happened to Jesus and he volunteered for it. 
And he, on the other side of the trial, on the other side of the test, he defeated death, hell, and the grave, and we have the promise of resurrection and the kingdom of God. I am so fired up about this right now. I wanna pick the right perspective every single time. Do I always do it? No, I do not. But God is so full of mercy and grace, he'll give me another shot. He'll give you another shot. You get to pick the perspective. He always does, that's right, he always does. He'll give you another shot. You get to pick the perspective. And here's, here's why this matters, because we hate taking tests, but we love tested things. We will not trust ourselves to untested products. We won't trust our safety to untested seat belts. I trust seat belts that have been tested. I trust helmets that have been tested. I trust surgeons that have been tested. We hate taking tests, but we love tested things because tested things can be trusted. We trust tested things. Listen, so does God. He trusts tested people. We trust tested things and so does God. And the reason why some of us lack pure joy, the result of this process, is because we're skipping test day. We're skipping test day. As long as the music is great, as long as the room feels good, as long as the conference is full, as long as everybody's friendly to you, as long, like we're in. But then things get hard, things get tough. And when we should be diving further into the community, further into church, further into a group, further into a connect class, when we should be diving in more for, for whatever is going on in that moment, a lot of us, a lot of us, I'm not saying you, I don't know you, like I, unless you're one of my very close personal friends, but I know me. And what most of us do at some point in our lives, myself included, we eject the first time it gets hard. We bail out the first time it gets hard. We start looking for the rip cord. We start looking for the eject button. We start figuring out ways to stop coming to church. We start figuring out excuses to quit tithing. We start figuring out reasons to avoid our brothers and sisters because we don't want the shame of having to confess to them. I'm going through a trial, but don't you know this is where pure joy comes from? Every single person that you will face tomorrow at work and yesterday, wherever you were on Saturday, every one of them is either in a trial, just coming out of a trial, or about to go into a trial. There's no exemptions to this. Nobody is exempt from this process. So if I want God to trust me, I have to be tested. And on the other end of that, I'm complete, I'm mature, I lack nothing, I get pure joy. I wanna talk about another word, and that's the word perseverance. Perseverance means holding on and not giving up. That's what perseverance is. Perseverance is what we get when we go through a trial. And on the other end of that is this thing called pure joy. And so perseverance is this one crazy, weird part of the equation, right? Now hold on. If I persevere through a hard time, how does that make me happy? Didn't say it made you happy. Gives you pure joy. But do you know that your happiness can, can be blown up just as fast if your team loses or if your car tears up or if you have a fight with your spouse? I'm talking about joy. Why does this work? Because our faith grows in the soil of struggles. If my faith is never tested, my faith is not strong. And I'm gonna say this as your pastor. I love you. I say this from a heart of love. Hear my pastoral heart behind this. If your faith is weak, it's because you're ejecting out of the test when it gets hard. Turn around and face it. 
Just like your car, if you're in your car, they teach you this, you should have learned this. When your car starts to skid, we tend to turn away from the skid, which just makes it go faster, turn into it. In other words, face it, go right to it and let the joy of the Lord come out of that process. I wonder what struggles you're going through and I wonder if you're embracing them or running away from them. We'll continue this message in just a moment, but I wanna ask you to help us. We actually, right now, really need your help. Our ministry just opened a brand new retreat center on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina, the Crossroads Retreat. And we're trying to raise $300,000 to finish this debt free. It's a beautiful retreat and you can help us. We've just had a donor step up and make a $100,000 matching commitment. That means every gift that's given during this season will be matched dollar for dollar up to $100,000. Would you help us? Everything that you give is gonna be doubled. You can go to thecrossroadsretreat.com, thecrossroadsretreat.com and make any tax deductible donation there and all of your gifts will be doubled. Now, back to the message. You know, preaching this message for me, honestly, I won't say it's easy, but it's part of my DNA because I've been through some hard things. You, you've heard me over the last several years share some of those with you. I won't go through the details, but I, I lost both my parents. I lost all my grandparents. I just, I've had some really hard things. You only get the good stuff if you persevere through the process. If we keep quitting, we're only cheating ourselves. So persevere, stay with it. Our faith grows in the soil of struggles. So what's the end result? Pure joy. It's the end result of a painful process. But it's so worth it. Because at the end of this process, guess, guess what you get? You don't just get joy. Oh no, you get the best kind. You get pure joy. You get organic, free range, gluten free, pesticide free, herbicide free, purified, bona fide, gentrified, stupefied. You get the good stuff. This is the best kind of joy because it has gone through the purification process. And this kind of joy is right alongside, right next door to, holding hands with, shoulder to shoulder with, maturity, completion, lacking nothing. In my life, can I tell you what I've learned? In my life, I have more joy when I'm closest to Jesus. I'm closest to Jesus when I need him the most. And I need him the most when I'm facing a trial. I'll run that by you again because that's how the formula works. That's how the equation works. That's how pure joy equals trials. That's how it works. In my life, I have more joy when I'm closest to Jesus. I'm closest to Jesus when I need him most. And I need him most when I'm facing a trial. So when we know the end result, when we know that on the other side of the test you're taking and the trial you're enduring, there is a pure joy that comes from intimacy with Jesus, here's what you can do. You can answer every what if with even if. What if I'm betrayed? What if I lose my job? What if the cancer comes back? 
What if the divorce is finalized? What if I don't get into that college? What if I do go on academic probation? What if the addiction takes way longer to kick than I thought it was going to? What if I don't get that promotion? What if I declare bankruptcy? What if, what if, what if? Learn to answer every what if with an even if. Even if I go bankrupt, I'm not living for money. I'm living for the kingdom of God and he'll provide. Even if the divorce is finalized, I will do what I can to reconcile. And if the divorce does go through, then I'm gonna pray that we get remarried again, no matter how long it takes. What if the cancer comes back? Well, even if it comes back, God is my healer and he will heal me right here and right now and I'll have a story to tell or he will heal me by letting me die so that I can be alive with him forever and waiting on my friends and family to come and join me. You can answer every what if with an even if if you are after pure joy. Happiness won't cut it. Happiness is cheap. It's plastic. You chunk it after you use it a couple of times. Happiness comes and goes, pure joy stays forever. It's down in the marrow of your bones. I have lived this, I'm still living this, and I will live it until I die. Because in this world, we're gonna face trials and tests and troubles and tribulations. And you know what I've learned? Those things make me weak. But if my weakness won't go away, I'm gonna put it to work. And it's gonna show me who Jesus is and it's gonna make me lean on him and it's gonna make me trust him more. So we started this entire message talking about this crazy equation, didn't we? We saw the, the equation from goodwill hunting and then we saw the crazy equation, pure joy equals trials. Just like one plus one always equals two, pure joy in the life of a Christian always comes from the result of trials and testing. How do we know that? Because of the promise of James 1.12. Blessed, happy, complete, fulfilled. That's the word chesed in Hebrew. It literally means happy, complete, and fulfilled. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So if you're going through a trial or a test, hang on, persevere, trust the Holy Spirit, get around the people of God. We've been there too. We can help you. You can help us. We'll help each other. That's what family does. So when this is our perspective, we don't have to fear trials. We welcome them. We welcome them. You don't have to pray for trials because they're coming. You don't have to pray for a test. They're coming. You don't have to ask God to send hard times your way. The world will do that. You don't have to ask God to make you weak. Your flesh is already weak. I don't have to ask God to purify me through bad things. The devil is gonna send bad things my way. But man, this is the ace up our sleeve. This is the cheat code for the Christian. We have God. And God will never let us go through a trial or a test that he has not already sovereignly planned a way for it to purify us through a process that on the tail end of it brings us completion, maturity, lacking nothing, a joy that has been purified, a joy that cannot be shaken. Better than happiness, better than more money in the bank, better than a promotion, pure joy. So I'm not afraid of trials. I say this out loud, I welcome them because I know that that trying of my faith is gonna produce in me a perseverance 
and the tail end of it, the end of it, is that one day I'll see Jesus and know it was all worth it. There are so many days that I just long to see Jesus. You know, the older I get, the more I just crave his presence. And honestly, there are some days when I'm like, Jesus, you could come back today if you wanted to and it wouldn't hurt my feelings one bit. The more that we are tried and tested, the more we see the value in our relationship with Jesus and the more we long for a time when there will be no more trials and tests. But while we live here on this earth, we're gonna have to face these things. Nobody likes a test, but we all love tested things. We trust things that have been tested. God tests you to build your perseverance, to grow your faith, so that he can trust you with more, more opportunity, more things he has crafted and created for you to do. So I hope this has encouraged you to welcome the trials that you face because you see the benefit in the kingdom of God and for your own preparation. If you'd like to hear this message again, send it to a friend, or learn how to take a next step in your walk with Jesus, check us out at ClaytonKing.com.